Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. Within the prophecy, it says, my name is Nicholas. And I'm Zach. Welcome to We're in Fear a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. doing fine you doing spooky great you putting any pumpkins in your belly uh kind of yeah in a way in a way fermented pumpkins something like that brewed to perfection mm-hmm. some delicious treats yes we're drinking pumpkin beer in the month of october yes we are it's a little weird and pumpkin beard going on right now mm-hmm. and beard isn't like beard like you've been beer as a verb but also we both have beards so i guess that counts too yeah. But I mean, you get it. It's about having fun being spooky. Yes. Yes, it is. You know, it's spooky. When's the last time you thought about Lost, the TV show? Uh, way more recently than you probably think. I mean, maybe not. But uh, well, let's, you know, we can let's just, you know, what do you remember about Lost? I mean, just like Lost, what, when you think about Lost. It's a plane crash and there's time travel. There's a polar bear. But what's there's a smoke monster. Keep going. I'm going to drink a beer. There's the man in white and the man in black. Uh... Kate, we have to go back to the island. Isn't all that stuff, even Kate and that, isn't that mysterious? Yeah. Where are they going? You said it. Back to the island. It's an island. Yeah. It's a mysterious, creepy, spooky, fascinating island. Well, a little little group chat today. People talking about, um, friend was rewatching, uh, rewatching Lost from the beginning. I've been wanting to rewatch Lost. I've been told it still holds up. Because... I'm sure it does. Like early on, mm-hmm. why would it not? I mean, I I truly didn't give up on Lost until like the second to last episode. I'm like, oh yeah, they're just absolute psychopaths. You just threw it like six questions at me that like, you're not going to even answer. What are you doing? You just can't stop yourselves. They just went for it. Sure, they're maniacs. I mean, I watched Lost this different than everybody else back in the day. Yeah, how different? I binge watched it basically. I binge watched like the first three seasons, and then I watched it live. I binge watched all of it until the last season, and then I watched that live. Incredible. We've talked about this before, but how was that experience for you? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you feel about its traumatic conclusion? I remember everybody else being really mad, and me being like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's fine." Yeah. Because like I just there's a few things I wish would have been answered differently, but maybe if I rewatch it, I'll feel differently. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'll change my opinion. It's been it's been I was a chunk actually of just change. talking about this with somebody last week, and I was yeah. like, my uh, perspective may be different because I didn't wait for years for this whole conclusion. Correct. I literally watched it all a month, right up until the new season started, and yeah, then I watched you it. Got the speed run. Mm-hmm. So you weren't obsessing over like this for like weeks or when it, when the callback would happen, it hadn't been like three years. It had just right. been a couple of days or a few weeks ago. And you're like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, there it is. That means something. Yep. It all means something. 
It was the first binge watch in my, my life. Yeah. But, you know, there used to be oral stories and oral tales, and then there was, like, you know, you know people around the campfire telling stories. There's a story. How's that treating you? Is that a strong beverage? Uh, supposedly, but it also doesn't taste great. Oh, that was that face. Yeah. I thought that was a, oof, this is tough, but no, well. I'm still rocking a uh, pumpkin smasher from Big Muddy Brewing Company. Yeah. In Murfreesboro, Illinois. That one was delicious. And it's very good. It's very smooth. It might be, because I've had like a pumpkin beers. Maybe I haven't had enough. I think it tastes like one of my favorite. It's a good one. It gets up there. It's smooth. It's, it's nice. definitely up there. The pumpkin doesn't like attack you with being a pumpkin. Like it's not like overwhelming. It's just like the perfect amount. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't love drinking a beer with a big muddy monster on the label? I like it. Mm-hmm. Before we were doing talking about this mysterious creature, we're talking about mysterious islands. And I mean, again, like stories around a campfire. That's a thing. Telling stories, you know, books, but like TV is just another way of telling stories. And across all these things, people have been fascinated with mysterious islands. Mm-hmm. They do weird stuff, magical stuff. We did a bizarre a stuff. Episode on an island month ago a couple months ago i think we did which one was that cannibal island oh that one well it's not less less <laughs> it's more murderous yeah. it's a murderous island the mystery was why are humans fucked up and the answer is just because for funsies for fun just horrible just awful just absolutely terrible so to uh, let me introduce you to a i'm going to do that to a woman uh she was one of nine sisters who ruled one such mysterious magical island she was smart, good-looking, could shapeshift and fly. Nice. You know, as one does. Yeah, we can call her a witch. Of all her characteristics, by medieval standards, simply being smart and confident, I mean, we know how that goes, was probably enough to justify, you know, being a woman. Mm-hmm. Being you know, a woman. Being a, a woman, a witch, yeah. a witchy woman, you know? Mm-hmm. They would accuse women of being witches because they were intelligent and smart and knew what they were doing. But, uh, yeah. Well, they could have been doing dark magic, though, too. Well, she had powers. They, there's always a chance that someone they accused got one. of being a witch was actually doing dark magic. There's always a chance that it was all worth it. All of the witch hunting that went on <laughs> to all of human society. They might have caught one. We got one. And my goodness. We'll justify it. It's fine. Well, we killed one, de- one bad guy on death row. Killed five innocent people. It was worth it. Good logic, humankind. But yeah, this woman, this witch, she had powers. Such powers made her an ex- excellent healer, magically and otherwise. You know, I presume she got into magic, you know, healing, taking care of people, then get into magic. You know, you do all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff was knowing how to take care of business, you know. I don't know if she, I was going to say saving people, hunting things, but I don't think that was her family business. Just like being a magical sorcerer. On her hmm. magical island. I lost my keys. Yeah. Boop. There you go. Got him. What? Now, eventually, stories emerge, because initially this character is like a benevolent character, but eventually stories emerge that twist her into some kind of villain, making her intentions dastardly, as if she had fallen to the dark side and allowed her worst intentions to get the best of her. Now, these legends and stories get pretty prevalent, and while I'm not proficient in all the literature... I'm also not in the mood to indulge these now because 
I mean, there's a lot of stories like that, a lot of tales, a lot of, um, you know, folklore, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, feels like literal witch hunting of a literary character because she's a strong, confident woman. You're like, why not make her a bad guy? She could probably handle being a villainess. Anyways, we're talking about mysterious islands. I mean, again, this podcast likes to dabble in folklore, doesn't it? Yep. All right, so despite her villainous uh, characterizations and characteristics, of which I need to become increasingly more familiar, stories of her good intentions and evil intentions always end the same. She is entrusted with the body of a dying, our dying hero, in regards to the legend itself. How up to date are you on um, your knowledge of British folklore? Uh, what do you think? I'm not expert level, being honest. Definitely not. All right. I'd say I'm average or below. Okay. Well, I guess average. Let's just say average. I would, st- I would, st- I would say myself average, but like I know tales. I don't know specific places, yeah. specific details. I don't know about specific mysterious islands and um full warning um if i had not stumbled upon what i'm about to talk about or the idea of you know i found a website that had a uh, a collection of mysterious islands if i had not found this website i don't think this episode would exist and i might not have been able to present one to you so i was happy about this deep dive and i learned something so i figured i'd share it because I'm also not an expert, like I said, in British folklore. Again, aren't we talking about mysterious islands? Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, gonna keep going, but have that thought in your mind. Well, a uh, a magical, powerful sword was also said to come from this island, and if you haven't figured it out yet, when I tell you the name of this sword, it's gonna give away the legend because you can maybe even guess what sword I'm talking about. How many famous British swords are there that actually are like you know? Very prominent and like crucial to uh, the island's history. I know there's one about some lady of the lake yeah. handing out swords. There is that one, perhaps to a man named Arthur. Yeah. Perhaps the sword is called Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Perhaps Arthur pulled a stone out of a sword. Yep, sticking with it. I sure. fucked it up to begin cool. with, so I ran with it. Maybe. Maybe the earth pulled itself from the sword. Maybe Arthur didn't pull the sword out of the stone. Maybe the Earth's Earth gravity. Like, oh, don't it's, touch it's me. Like, Whoa! Too close, too close. Oh, just enough. Of course, Arthur would pull the sword from the stone and then become king of England and do a whole bunch of cool stuff, according to folklore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We were talking about the island of Avalon. Avalon. You heard about that? Oh, yeah. This island? Yeah. And the legend of King Arthur. That's right. We've been hanging out. In Britain, the magical woman mentioned earlier was his sometimes half-sister, sometimes, again, benevolent, and often malicious, you know, sorceress, Morgan. Mm -hmm. Now, Arthur would do a bunch of things, fight a bunch of wars, do a bunch of things to help, you know, bring, you know, Britain together, do its thing. Found the nation, basically. Make it great. Make it great. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, according to some people. I mean, you just keep saying Britain. You can say Great Britain, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> true. 
I can't hear the word great anymore. It's been tainted by one great guy. Yeah, one great fucking dude. <laughs> <laughs> one one real cool guy. Hashtag sarcasm. Hashtag not telling the truth. Hashtag I'm lying. Hashtag bad man. When Arthur was gravely wounded, his body was given to her and she would take it back to Avalon. How much you know about the whole Arthur legend? Any? Like, this is an honest question because... I, I know most of it from comparing it to Star Wars. So. <laughs> I mean, not wrong. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, again, the uh, the hero's journey, if you will. Yes. A young boy was removed from his life of mediocrity, thrust into stardom, fame, and power, and would have lots of adventures. And he would have a wizard friend named Merlin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Morgan allegedly was from Arthur's mother's first husband, I think. Because, again, even the legend with, like, the sorceresses are all, like, convoluted. Like, imagine, like, I always compare it to comic books because it's my favorite example with these old legends. Like, okay, there's the history for, like, original Spider-Man. But then there's another unit. Then there's the movie history of Spider-Man. Then there's the movie of, like, the history of movie Spider-Man from, like, the Avengers, which is a different continuity. So, like, imagine, like, trying to tell somebody the history of a character when, like, there's actually different versions of that same character. Different Mm -hmm. stories being told by different authors. The multiverse of the, King Arthur. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It gets kind of gets all messed around. So yeah, when Arthur was gravely wounded in his final battle, his body was given to her, where she would take it back to Avalon. Which is also interesting because, like, in the stories where she's like a bad guy, like they still eventually everybody's like, well, she's the only one that can fix him. So there's some alliance, or they give him to her because Arthur would be healed in Avalon. And then allegedly the the legend was that he would return to lead Britain to glory at some future time. Now he hasn't come back and done this yet. It's basically like a Jesus Messiah story where one day Arthur will return again and do like Arthur stuff. But it's interesting how like how they can twist and contort things. Like even though she's a good guy, he's gonna she's gonna heal him. Or if she's a bad guy, there's no choice. She has to heal him. She's the only one who can on her little magical island. So, yeah, you could believe Arthur will return or that he was buried there on this island. These are all legends. King Arthur's seat. Yes. The what? It's a mountain thing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Tell me you were good because we're going to talk about it. Cool. You need to to tell me about because there's like a. I was like 14. It's like the church. It's like a church of St. Michael, I believe. That's all that's up there. Well, I'll talk about it. Okay. Um. But yeah, these are legends after all. And then again, is Avalon a real place? I mean, some people think so. According to some stories, the original sword Arthur pulled from the stone eventually was broken in combat, but he would be given a new sword from the Lady of the Lake, a magical woman who has sometimes been interpreted as Morgan herself or just another mystical being or another sorceress or like a random no-named sorceress. It's a good bit from Monty Python and the Holy Grail too. Not wrong, yeah, not wrong, not wrong. You know, and uh, I believe I was trying to look up the lake because the TV show Merlin did make the lake around the island called the Lake of Avalon. So I don't exactly know for sure if that is actually what other legends have called it. Because I think, again, we're telling stories and merging things together. Mm-hmm. But the point is, so like, you know, the original sword may have been forged there. If the lady in the lake gave him the sword, it comes from there, too, because it's from the lake of, you know, yada, yada. Again, I wasn't going to do a whole deep dive into uh, King Arthur, but I figured it would be a story people at least were aware of. Yeah. 
So yeah, as far as actual locations go, it has been associated with Glastonbury Tour. Is that where you were? Uh-uh. No, not in Glastonbury Tour? No. Well, tell me about Arthur's thing, though, before I move on then. Uh, where's, where's the seat of Arthur? What do you know about it? Where it's was... in Edinburgh. Okay. Scotland. And, yep. Arthur's seat. It's a ancient volcano and sits 251 meters above sea level, giving a view of the city. I didn't realize it was an ancient volcano. But That's incredible. It was like yeah. a mountain yeah. in Edinburgh, I remember, and we climbed it. That's awesome. And was there um, was there any artifacts up there? Was it just the giant peak? Oh, I think I just remember being a mountain or cool. big hill. Well, do you know what a tour is? A tour? T- like, not like a tour. A tour, like a T-O-R. No. Glastonbury tour. Because this is what has been um, often called the Island of Avalon. How many islands do you know within Britain? It's a giant island. Yeah, there's just not the one. Too many islands. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna uh, you know enlist Wikipedia's assistance here because do you know what a tour is? I asked you that, but this is what Wikipedia says: a tour, which is also known by geomorphologists as either either a castle, copy, or a cope. Anyways, what that is also is a large freestanding rock outcrop that rises abruptly from the surrounding smooth and gentle slopes. Of a rounded hill summit or ridge crest. It's a giant thing sticking out in the middle of nowhere. Did you Google it? I'm working on it right now. You should. Take a look at this bad mother. It's in the southwest of England. And uh, let me know when you got that bad boy pulled up. I mean, when I typed in Tour England, it pulled up Glastonbury Tour. There it is. And atop of it sits the uh, like a, an old church mm-hmm. for St. Michael. But it's a giant peak, but it's not an island, is it? No. I mean, it's an island in the sense that it's higher than everything around it. Correct. The area isn't surrounded by water, but a millennia ago, seawaters are definitely higher. The ocean level, river, the water level itself. Maybe not ocean level, but the point is, at one point, it was an island. Surrounded by water. Just a peak sticking out in the middle of nowhere. And also, because it is Glastonbury's tour, the town of Glastonbury is rooted in the supernatural, paranormal, and mysticism of the past in general. So I'm going to kind of skim through a LondonToolkit.com article. Uh, Glastonbury, it's a center for mystics, earth spirits, and such. Then it talks about that uh, Glastonbury High Street there's many, you know, stores that deal in magics and, you know, fantasy and. Oh, it says here that there's people in character just strolling about, walking around. Are uh, they dressed as wizards? I hope so. Warlocks just roaming the street. Yes. All right. Let's jump back 2000 years. The Celts. What did they think Glastonbury Tor was? Big old rock. It was a gateway to the underworld. That's what I said. It is. There's a spring, a white spring at the foot of Glastonbury Tor, um, which has been turned into a temple for such people who are into Mother Earth and mystic beliefs. It's also one of these places where Germanic lines, you know, do their thing on the earth. Ley lines. Mm-hmm. 
That stuff's all magic. We've do- we've talked about Leylands a little bit, haven't we? Yeah, uh, it's coming. Uh, we've never really spiritualist stuff, right? Is that when we're talking about Leylands? We've I talked think? about them a couple times, but we've never really talked about them that in depth. No, I feel like we should. Probably just to st- and then we can go through and invent our own conspiracies and see how many points on Earth are over intersecting ley lines and what they do and what they mean. And maybe we can just figure it all out, figure out the world, mm-hmm. know why things happen because of ley lines. One such ley line, I'm quoting the article again, is called the Michael line. That's insane because <laughs> Michael is. The leader of God's army. Yeah. He cast Satan into hell. Well, don't don't cross his line. Don't cross his line. Yeah, Michael has a line. It's right there in Glasenberry. <laughs> yeah, don't cross <laughs> don't it. Don't you cross it. He sent Lucifer to hell for making a good point. Hey, these humans, God, maybe they're a little, uh, you know, maybe they're not quite on the up and up like you think. You they're cross, perfect. You crossed the line. They're perfect. Oh, what did you just do? What? Oh, shit, you walked through Glastonbury. <laughs> Michael, take him out. No. I think that's how it went down. You know, heaven, civil war, where a third of heaven fell into the fire. Yeah, that line that we talked about uh, passes through, you know, Chalice Well, the Abbey, and Wary Hill. Now, continuing on about Arthur and Glastonbury, why else could Avalon maybe be considered to be the modern Glastonbury? Quote, Avalon was also called the Isle of Glass. I mean, name similar to Glastonbury. Why is glass there? Interesting. And then people associate the place with like the Holy Grail, because Arthur was all about that shit. Mm-hmm. Which it could even be buried there. Um, and the association of Arthur and Glastonbury goes back at least to the early Middle Ages. I'm quoting the article again. Um, quote, in the late 12th century, the monks of Glastonbury Abbey announced that they had found the grave of Arthur and Guinevere, his queen. According to the monks, an excavation found a stone inscribed, here lies Arthur, king. Below the stone, they found the bones of a large man and the smaller skeleton of a woman. The monks reburied the bones in the grounds, or maybe they just dug them up and just started eating them. I don't know what people do. The monks reburied the bones in the grounds of the abbey where they were a very... Handy draw for pilgrims. The site of the grave can still be seen today in the Glastonbury Abbey grounds. King Arthur. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Yeah. There's pictures of like his grave there, and like I mean, you see the uh, I guess the tour. It's kind of impressive, right? I mean, it looks cool. It looks like a pretty. It stands yeah. out for sure. Right. Like it just looks like a peak that mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere. And you can imagine it, you know, surrounded by water, maybe a little English fogginess, and then the magical attribute you could give to this place. Mm-hmm. Then you imagine it's just being inhabited by like seven sorceresses, and it's just a little magical domain. But I really got interested in the character of Morgan herself, but I didn't have enough time to like dive into all the different variations of her stories. But like there's shit with Lancelot, he comes back to life, and he's like doing stuff, and harassing all the knights of the round table. I mean, it's a whole, you know, it's like a whole thing. Hmm. But, I mean, so there it is. The mythical, mysterious island of Avalon, where Excalibur was created and King Arthur was healed and perhaps rendered immortal. I mean, if he is supposed to return someday, 
You know, what else does that mean? He's healed, but he's not back yet. So is he a mortal being? Did you go to some magical? Is it like the Celts believed? Did they walk through a magical portal to the underworld or some other dimension? Mm-hmm. Even in lore? Like, is that, a, is that literally a gateway to somewhere else? I mean, Britain's such a magical island. The whole chain is, you know. I've never been, of course, only seen the photos. But it's impressive. I mean, Edinburgh, Scotland. I love to go to Scotland. Yeah. Check out all these things. Check out all Same. the hills. I mean, I'd like to go back now that yeah. I'm older. Well, as, an, as a more, well, 14, so yeah, as an adult man, yeah. check it out, roam around. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, ales could be sampled, of course. But just to go to Europe, I need to do that. It's not that to do. But yeah, or maybe if it wasn't a place where Arthur became immortal, you know, it's where his remains were and are still buried. Again, Avalon was supposed to be a magical ethereal place ruled by nine sorceresses and one really powerful beautiful one humans are fascinated with mysterious islands and this is but one of many so it's just a little ongoing series whenever i have to take a little quick dive i might go back to these islands um listfirst.com had 10 mysterious islands from folklore i enjoyed that article and decided to deal with avalon because even just like like a little quick like paragraph summary like i didn't know anything about it so it had me hooked i was like well that's neat Mm -hmm. i didn't know that and now i do so you know, learn something. Just want to spread that around. But I mean, just a little uh, quick banger. But the idea of Avalon, because there's also mysterious islands. But again, my favoriteest is the one that sunk to the bottom of the ocean, allegedly, with sci-fi people, different races evolved for God knows what. Right. And then when you get into Atlantis, you have to deal with all the. Uh, what's the what are the thing that they do? What are those people? What is that called? Not the spiritual uh, spiritualists. The uh, ah, shoot, theosophy, theosophists. Yeah, theosophists. Every single time I want to do something on theosophy, I go far enough and I'm just lost. Hmm. Like interesting, interesting. Oh God, where do I go here? Oh, it's just a mess. Oh my God, what are we doing? Oh geez. Oh, connecting to Nazis. They believed weird shit. Great, of course they did because they're fucked up. Yep. What is happening here? But that's one. Or there might even be some islands that I might get to that are within the United States, the greater United States. Maybe some weird, you know, ocean things that are happening. But again, did a quick little span, figured I'd choose that one. Just kind of dove in because I was, in fact, talking about loss this week. And I was, in fact, thinking of mysterious islands. Yeah. So, yeah. Avalon, one of those things. Cool. Yeah, just something neat. If you've ever been to uh, Glastonbury Tour, as I say with my totally Midwestern American accent, let me know. Let us know. We're in free podcast at gmail.com. Um, hit us up on the social. Instagram is a cool one. Write a review wherever you are able to do such a thing and just tell us, you know, if you support us. That'd be cool. Follow us on the uh, patreon.com slash we're in feared. Support us on there. We got some, you know, bonus episodes behind the veil content where me and Zach just keep talking after the episode concludes itself. But then otherwise, it is the horror quarter and things don't get real spooky. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe we should stay that way. Yeah. And uh, stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. <laughs>